Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for our weekly Bible study right here on our website. Let's talk about Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, there's so many other things that we could talk about today. Uh, so many things in the news that that uh, is shocking us to the point that it's almost losing its shock value. There are terrible things occurring around the world and in our own nation, things that we would never dream just a few years ago, and it's happening on a consistent basis, and and many people are taking an attitude, well, I'm not surprised, because we have a history of consistent mass shootings, consistent murder, consistent crime like we've never seen it lawlessness that's what that's what the the antichrist spirit is all about breaking every law of god we shouldn't be surprised that this rebel of the universe the devil amen gets a hold of people under his direct influence and breaking the laws of man. If we can break the holy, righteous laws of God, we have no problem breaking the laws of man. If we can murder without conscience, then we can steal and not give it a second thought. And here we are in the last days. And the question that needs to be asked of every true child of God. If you're a child of God, you need to ask yourself this question. Amen. And if you're not a child of God, you need to be challenged by this question today. So please stay tuned to this teaching today. The title of our teaching is Who Will Stand With Christ During the Falling Away? Who Will Stand With Christ During the falling away. The Bible said that man of sin, man of lawlessness, son of perdition, lawlessness, when he, when he will not be revealed, except there come a falling away first. That falling away will come to its climax and apex during the tribulation period, but it's already begun. We see it on every news outlet. We see it on a global basis around the world. We see the signs of the times are everywhere. There's a brand new feeling in the air. Keep your eyes upon the eastern sky. For our redemption draweth nigh. Those are the words from a song that was very popular in the Christian community in the 80s and early 90s. But today we're not looking to the eastern sky. We're looking at the conditions of the world around us. And it's more important than ever that we take our stand as children of God. The armor is only good if you stand your ground. (laughs) The armor is to stand with, not to stagger with and stumble with. Having done all, stand. That's when the armor kicks in and we become invincible in spiritual warfare. And the battle is on right now in spiritual realms. And we're seeing the result of it because of the influence of the devil and darkness right in this world that we're living in, this fallen world. Friend of mine, it's time to stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. Amen. Revelation seventeen fourteen is our text today. 
These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with Him, standing, you see, with Him during the falling away. Listen, if you're standing with Him now, you're going to come back and reign with Him when He comes. But there's some suffering for standing up for Jesus. All those that live godly shall suffer persecution. And it doesn't just come through people being ugly to you and, and, and lying on you and, and, and labeling you with labels because you're a follower of Jesus. It comes through the trials and the test of life. Satan persecutes you by not trying to just humiliate you and accuse you, but to actually bring forces against you. Amen. The Apostle Paul put it well. He said, we would have come to you sooner in one of his letters, but Satan hath hindered us. He didn't stop him, but he hindered him. He talked about a buffeting spirit that that constantly was relentless in opposing him. And he found the grace of God sufficient for him. And I tell you today, the grace of God can be sufficient for you and for me. But we must stand, having done all, stand. Amen. They that were with him, listen, these shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords, King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. They are called and chosen and faithful. Matthew 12 and verse 30 says this, He that is not with me is against me. I want to read it slowly, clearly. Take time to let it silah, let it sink in. Listen, he that is not with me, with me. Listen, you say, I got saved back in such and such time. I was baptized. I'm a member of this church. That is wonderful. If it is real, if you really are a born-again child of God, then then it, you need to stand in your standing. Amen. And you need to stand up. Stand up, O men of God. Rise up, O men of God, the song says, and be done with earthly things. Yes, women of God. Yes, children of God. Young people that have received Christ as your Savior. This is no time to go with the flow. This is a time to stand Having done all, stand. That's what it says when the, the scriptures about putting on the whole armor of God in, in the New Testament. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness in high places. These are the ones that are making war with the Lamb. They are influencing during the tribulation the Antichrist and the false prophet and all of their followers. And the Lamb shall overcome them. I'm going to submit to you today, those that stand with Him now will will come back in victory with Him when He comes. And the people who are standing are called and chosen and faithful. Praise God. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. No man can serve two masters. 
For either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. That sounds like some old-time fire and brimstone preacher (laughs) that is preaching heaven sweet and hell hot and there's no middle ground. No, this is Jesus. This is Jesus' words. These are the words of the one who is our Lord and our Master, the one we should be bowing to, believing upon, and following. They that stand true to Christ in these days are people who will choose Him in every situation over the culture, over the lust of the flesh, and certainly over the devil and his crowd. You can't serve two masters. Years ago, they wrote a song when about uh, serving the Lord, and the name of the song was written by 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 a, a man who had a a brush with Christianity, and he realized in Christianity there is no middle ground. And Bob Dylan wrote a song. Robert Zimmerman was his Jewish full name, but he chose the the stage name Bob Dylan, and he wrote a song that said, you got to serve somebody. It was the reoccurring course of his song. you got to serve somebody. It may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. Friend of mine today, that's exactly what is being submitted here in Scripture by Christ, you are going to serve somebody, and there are only two. There's no middle ground. You know, I was reading recently on the Internet that there's a lot of people that are called nuns and has nothing to do with with Habits and and the Catholic Church. Nuns, N-O-N-E-S, and it means more and more people here in America that used to be known as Christian America, but she is not known by that anymore, and we can't call it that anymore. Churchy America, yes, but Christian America, no. And even churches are losing many people, except for the exceptional mega churches that are still growing today. And there is a danger in this falling away period, that many will fall away just before the coming of Christ, just before the breaking forth of the tribulation. And we have to stand our ground if we don't, if we don't want to be caught up in the culture that we're living in and the current that pulls us toward the world and away from Jesus and away from a kingdom view and people that go to church on Sunday, claim Christ is their Savior, and constantly go with the flow of the culture that we're living in, which is anti-God, anti-Christ, and becoming more and more anti-Christian. Persecution is going to get worse and worse because evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And what you want to do is make sure you're not one of them, and you're not part of them, and you're not going to go with the flow. No matter how many people go with it, that you stand your ground, and you stand true to God. 
They that were with him, they that overcame the beast, they that overcame the Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist in the culture, they that overcame this this movement in the culture of Antichrist and Anti-God, who are they? Amen. They are the called, the chosen, and the faithful. Praise God. Amen. Acts 2.39 talks about the calling of God. Listen to Acts 2 and verse 39. For the promise is unto you, to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Every man, woman, boy, and girl on the planet is called to salvation. First Peter says, the God of all grace who hath called us to eternal glory in Christ. Amen. Oh, friend of mine, God wants every person on this planet to be saved. Now, I know that goes against the, the doctrine of election, and I'm not going into that. This should clear it up. It won't, because some people are, I call them concrete Christians, thoroughly mixed and permanently set. You're not going to change their mind, even with the Word of God, because they're going to come at it in some other way and take it out of context, try to reinterpret it. Listen, Listen to this verse, Second Peter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You're not born into this world predestined to be lost or saved. You're born into this world as a free moral agent. One thing you have that is in the likeness of God is sovereignty. When he created man in his image, God is a spirit, so it's not our, our physical body, but is in, it is in the fact part of, of what he is, is given to us, and that is to have a free choice. We have the freedom to choose. We may make the wrong choice. We may choose the right choice, but we have the freedom to make the choice. We may choose the devil over Christ, hell over heaven, darkness over light, the kingdom of the devil instead of the kingdom of God. Listen, friend, but we have the choice to make. We have the choice to make. Those that answer the call, and by the way, you must be called before we can go any further. They that were with him are called, and he has called us to salvation. And that's what the gospel is. It's the good news that we can be saved. It's calling men and women, boys and girls. The last chapter of the book of Revelation, before God closed the Bible itself with the last chapter of the last book in the Bible, there is this call of God. The Spirit says, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and whosoever will, let him come, and drink of the river of life freely. You see, this is the call of God to salvation, and it's a call to every person that hears the call. How shall they believe upon him of whom they have not 
heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall he go except he be sent? The gospel is good news. That's what it means. Because God is calling you. He called me. He's calling us. He's calling everyone. If you're hearing my voice today over the internet through this teaching, I'm telling you, God is calling you to be saved if you're not. If you are saved, He's calling you to stand and identify with Him in this day. He said, if you deny me before men, my Father will deny you before the, for the angels of God. Listen, listen. This is no day to be in a compromised position. You say, well, I, 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 I like the Lord. I, I, I want to go to heaven, but, but I, I, I don't want to be ostracized by my friends and my peers. Listen, friend. I want to be identified with Jesus when he comes. I don't want to be here when the great tribulation. There will be some people saved, but they will be saved only because they receive Jesus. Stand true to the point of losing their head, losing their life in a horrible way in order to be saved. You can come under grace today. Grace that will save you right here and right now, if you will only come. One thing is for sure, whether you come or not, you are called. Amen. You are called to salvation. Praise the Lord. And if you answer the call, you become chosen. Listen to Matthew 22 and verse 14. For as many, many are called, but few are chosen. Someone might say, so that you Christians think that you're part of the chosen few. (laughs) No, no, we are part of the few that are chosen. We have chose to answer God's call, to repent of our sin, receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Make no mistake about it. You got to serve somebody. It may be the devil and it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. I want to get back to the nuns for a moment here. N-O-N-E-S. When asked on polls now, what is your religious preference? Any religion, all religion, pick your one out. It don't have to be Christianity, but Christianity is in the mix. You know what many people are checking? They're checking none. None. I'm not affiliated, not interested in anything about God, heaven, hell, eternity. Oh, friend of mine, the devil must be laughing himself silly, but his laughter is short-lived and he knows it. His end is sure. His end is coming very, very soon. And I'm going to tell you, I don't want to be with the devil and his fallen angels and demons. I don't want to be with them in affiliation now. And I don't want to be with them in where they're going to spend eternity. I don't want to identify with the Antichrist. I want to identify with Jesus Christ. I want to, I don't want to go with the flow of a godless, Christless, lawless culture. I want to follow Jesus and I want to identify with those persecuted saints. I love the story of Moses and how he stood when he could have had all that the world was offering him 
as as being a son of Pharaoh's daughter. And you know, you can read the story how that came about. But his heritage was Jewish. And he knew through his, his mother that suckled him, a Jewish mother, but a princess that raised him in the palaces of Egypt. And he chose when he came to maturity. He was in line to have all the riches of Egypt and all that riches can bring. Jesus called that mammon. You can't serve God and mammon. It's not money in and of itself, but it's all of the pride. It's all of the sin. It's all of the lust of the flesh that you could imagine that money and power and the power that produces the pride and all of the things that you can supply yourself with, whether it be drugs or sex or all these other perverted things that the flesh can completely indulge itself in. We have to make a choice. Moses made a choice when he came to years. The Bible said he chose to suffer with the righteous, not just to not serve the devil. He chose to suffer with the righteous in order to identify with God. Listen, he chose to suffer with the righteous rather to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And he made that decision, it says, as seeing him who is invisible. He believed there is a God because he was taught before the, he was taught about the false gods in Egypt, the gods who are no gods. But the true and the living God we will account to. And he said, when I die and stand before the true living God and account to him, I'd rather be identified with those being persecuted because they identify with him at that time, the covenant people of God, the Jewish nation. I'd rather stand with them. I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about a spiritual identification with God by covenant. Our covenant as Christians is a blood covenant. And the blood that has ratified this covenant and supplied this covenant is nothing less than the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are called, and when we answer the call, we become chosen, chosen. Hallelujah. Jesus talked about faithfulness also. Oh, let me back up. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. Let's pick this up. We'll take the time. But ye, you as a Christian, born again, born from above, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. A, this is not America or some other country. This is a, a amalgamation of people, a collection of people that have become Christian around the world <laughs> universally. Praise God. We are a holy nation and we are a peculiar people. Peculiar. What makes us peculiar? Because we have been purchased by the shed blood of Jesus and we have come into a blood covenant, a 
Christ's own blood covenant with God Almighty. The ancient Jewish people were peculiar because they were Abraham's seed, and they had a blessing pronounced upon them as long as they didn't rebel against God. Amen. They had a blessing pronounced upon them. We are peculiar in that sense. We are God's chosen people, a holy nation, a peculiar people. In the Old Covenant, God said to ancient Israel, Thou art my peculiar treasure. (laughs) Amen. And in the New Testament, our peculiarity is brought forward as the Apostle Paul says, What? Know ye not that you are the sons of God? That makes you pretty peculiar. We become the sons and daughters of Almighty God. And we cry, Abba, Father, (laughs) hallelujah, amen. And we begin our prayer by acknowledging this peculiar paternal relationship with him. Our father, not the our force in the universe, the man upstairs. No, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This God of glory. This God of greatness and great grace is our Heavenly Father. Listen, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises. When it says praises, it's not just our worship on Sunday morning or in in the week when we're playing praise music, when we're raising our voices and hands and hearts to Him. This word is virtues in the Greek. We show forth the very character of Christ. It's called the fruit or the product of the Holy Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, kindness. Against such there is no law. Amen. We're becoming more and more like Christ, and we're demonstrating, amen, visibly the characteristics of, of Jesus, which is the very character of God. That's what Jesus meant when he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. They that were with him. Listen, verse 10 says, when in times past, oh wait, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Slow me down, Lord, just for a moment. We show forth the praises, the virtues of him, the character in essence of him who hath called you out of, see, we're called, (laughs) and then we're chosen, who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God, peculiar, (laughs) amen, the people of God, which hath not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I'm going to tell you something. If you're listening to this broadcast today, God is calling you out of darkness. God is calling you out of darkness, out from under the influence of the prince of darkness, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Every person that is under the influence of the devil, Jesus puts it this way, you are of your father. You see, you got one of two fathers, spiritually speaking. 
your father is even the devil in your lineage spiritually, or now, as a Christian, your father is God because of Jesus Christ. Amen. But if you're still serving the devil, you got to serve somebody. If you're still serving the devil, the scripture is very, very clear. You are of your father, the devil, his works you will do. You say, well, I'm a good person. I, I'm good morally. I, I try to obey the laws. I do this. I do that. I do the other. But there's one thing you are doing that represents him. And that is rejecting the light going deeper into the darkness, rejecting the call of God to salvation, breaking the laws of God that you do not love God with all of your heart. And I dare say you don't love your neighbor as yourself. The works of the devil, sometimes the sins that he has us doing, don't seem so bad. Amen. But listen, this is the condemnation. Light has come into the world. And men loved and chose darkness over the light. The devil will always try to get you to rebel against the light and the truth and continually lie to yourself and believe the lies of others. But truth is like a bright light shining in the darkness, a laser light that is specific and there's no no waffling and no no way for it to be misconstrued and misconstructed unless we purposely try to do that. If we let the truth stand, Jesus says, you cannot serve two masters. And you got to serve one or the other. There is no middle ground. No middle ground ground. It may be the devil and it may be the Lord, but you got to serve and you are serving, in fact, somebody. I love the way Paul started some of his letters in the epistles in the New Testament. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. That word is doulos, and it means slave, a willful slave, a willing slave, someone who says, I love my master, and I have no problem with serving him wholeheartedly. Praise God. Amen. Listen, today God is calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past we were not a people but are now the people of God, which hath not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. A peculiar people, you better believe it. I'm so glad to be part of this, of the chosen of God. I'm glad to be a partaker of the covenant that he has with us today. And I want to be faithful unto him. Jesus talked about faithfulness to the church at Smyrna. Listen to what he said to them. And they were being persecuted because of that. And listen to what he said in verse 10. Fear none of those things. And it was heavy, bitter persecution. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast the devils behind it, you see. The spiritual warfare is with spiritual forces and spiritual enemies. 
Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. Is he going to come down and grab them and throw them in some kind of cell? No, he can't do that. Is he going to inspire people to do that? Yes, he will because he becomes a a powerful influence in the way people think in a fallen world in a sin darkened world so the devil will influence people to cast some of you into prison that you may be tried that you may be tried that you may be tried and he shall and you shall have tribulation did jesus not warn us you shall have tribulation. In this world, you shall have tribulation, Christ taught us. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Did, didn't it say in our beginning scripture, amen, that, that God, that Christ would overcome? These shall make war with the Lamb. Revelation seven fourteen, And the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings. He said, in this world, all these forces will be arrayed against you because it's against me. But cheer up, the one that has went before you. I have overcome the world. Praise God. Fear none of those things, therefore, he's telling them. Thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. And you shall have tribulation ten days. There's a limit to this, but... It's coming. Be faithful unto death to that degree, and I will give you a crown of life. Amen. The Marine Corps adapted the Latin Semper Fidelis as part of their creed, and it means always faithful. Let's finish with this verse, Revelation twelve ten and 11. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now... Now is come salvation and strength, the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. Listen, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto the death. This is that devotion. This is that standing Having done all, stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, friend. Today there is a call of God to the lost for salvation. Calling them out of darkness to come to the light. To get out of Satan's prison house by the power of God and the mighty name of Jesus. And there's a call to Christians today. To not go with the compromising flow within the the church world today. And we're watching it. And it's heart-rending, heart-breaking. But Jesus said it would happen. But today is the day, the day that we need to stand in our standing in Christ as a peculiar people. We need to commit our lives in deep devotion, not just mere emotion to follow Jesus, to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Him. By the way, when you deny yourself, you just make more room for God <laughs> to fulfill you instead of seeking fulfillment through all the things that the flesh may think it needs to be fulfilled. 
All you really need, all I really need, is Jesus and the knowledge that I belong to Him and belong to God. And when the trumpet sounds and Jesus descends and we ascend, the coming of the Lord draws nigh. Hallelujah, that I am with Him. (laughs) Praise God, standing for Him and serving Him. That's not sinless perfection. We will have stumblings. We will have things that happen that we need to repent of as Christians. But we don't live under the devil's influence. We don't live under the world's sway. Hallelujah. We're in a brand new kingdom, the kingdom of God's dear Son. Today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is no doubt about it. For it's not His will that any perish, but that all have eternal life, everlasting life. Come to repentance to receive everlasting life. He wants you to come to repentance today, to turn. He allows for U-turns. It's called repentance. The road your own leads to destruction, eternal destruction from the presence of God, banished and punished forever or bliss and joy and peace eternal life forever choose life that you may live choose Jesus that he may forgive you your sins and that the father may accept you as his very child come to Jesus Don't run deeper into the darkness. He will save you, seal you with the Holy Spirit, keep you safe from the wrath to come.